0: Hello and welcome to building your t-shirt empire Uh, So today I've got John, Uh, John works for LAT John, tell him a little bit about yourself
1: Yeah, I've been in the industry for probably about uh, 10 years or so Worked uh, at a couple other uh, distributors Kind of did my thing on the side And then came back into the industry as a wholesale market yeah, uh, rep the whole time. So
0: I've known you forever. I've known you since we were, I was at Quick Draw, which is like eleven, twelve years ago. Oh yeah, man. who were you
1: working for? Was that Americana or I think at that time it was uh, TSC with all the TolTex products, and that was oh no no we were doing a lot of American Apparel at that time over there. Oh. That was when American Apparel was big. American and, Apparel before yeah. it became Honduras Apparel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. it the other day, otherwise known as yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I love how well Gildan's done with that brand. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, like, nobody knows. Like, if you're in the industry, you all know. But if you're not in the industry, I sell it all the time. And people are like, why is American Apparel so cheap compared to Bella? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like kind of a bad shirt now. <laughs>
1: But totally like curious. you guys
0: just buy into the
1: apparel, like the the, the words, yeah. yeah, the the way they sell that and kept it going is amazing. Man. It's yeah.
0: basically a soft style. I, did they kill the soft? Are they gonna kill the soft style? Because I know Gildan's cutting a lot of. Options because they want to like make a less diverse package, yeah.
1: I, I've, I've seen a couple of like the all style brands moving into it too, mm-hmm. so they're definitely doing a little bit of shuffling over there. So That'll
0: I, be interesting, yeah. I think all style may not exist at all, right? It's like it's now like the American Apparel 1701 or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that, yeah. But I, I don't know what the new the way the skate industry's going, they might bring that kind of heavy stuff back again. I, I've seen bigger yeah. trends moving that way, especially
0: so. anything like five. Five and a half ounce and over. Yeah, I had a guy the other day asked for an eight ounce, and I was like, "That's a that's a sweatshirt. Dude, it's a hundred degrees outside here, man. Right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you
1: know, you want a t shirt that's eight ounce? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't. I, some people go a little too heavyweight. Yeah, I thought this trend was gonna burp up, and then in the summer everybody's gonna be like, "What the heck are we doing? Yeah, right. But no, it's gone. It's still going, man. It's going strong. Too. I think that
0: fashion fit thing's kind of not working too, because I'm here. I'm seeing people." We've had people ask us to re-tag a size up because they're like, oh, we want like a comfort fit baggy fit. And then they'll say that they like something like an AS color. Yeah. But then they tell us like, hey, call an XL a large because they want like a huge sleeve and they want like a super loose body.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Um, So, I don't know what's going to happen with some of the brands where, like, their focus is that skinny fit thing. Yeah. Um, Because for a while, that was, like, the king, especially back in the day with American Apparel. It was, like, so skinny, it was uncomfortable. Definitely,
1: definitely. But there's still that market out there. It seems that the young skater uh, or action industry is moving to, like, what you're saying, the baggy, oversized, heavy stuff. But still, that 4.5 ounce has still been very strong. But slim fits, I'm not so sure on. more true to size is coming out i think I'm moving away from that
0: yeah there's always yeah. been that kind of like it, there's a certain chunk of people that like that 90s trend like los angeles apparel has taken it to like the extreme yeah where it's like almost an uncomfortable shirt <laughs> it's so retro <laughs> oh yeah yeah so it's interesting to see like people kind of going in different directions to stand out
1: yeah i feel like i, I was at the airport a couple of weeks back and i see this girl in like Zippers everywhere, and I was just thinking like that's probably the wrong outfit to wear in the airport, number yeah, one, but a little number bit of two, metal. I could see where she was going with it. it was just to be like way over the top right and yeah. like everything had a zipper on every single spot and i'm like nah i don't know about that it's too much but to your point yeah it's it's who could be the furthest out now and cut and sew and yeah do that products so.
0: have you seen i mean i don't know if lat even offers that you probably don't but have you seen people trying to request like low volume cut and sew or i because yeah. we get asked about it, and we just immediately say no.
1: Yeah, we well, we do have our own section where we can do cu- uh, a cut and sew, custom colors, but it's one hundred eighty days out. So forecasting oh for that kind of stuff, I mean, just getting into the water has been uh, quite a quite a tackle for us. But so
0: what's happening there? What What do you know about freighting in and costs and lead times? Yeah, I mean, we still have stock problems. They oh, might be a yeah. little better, but what are you seeing?
1: So what we're seeing is that the, at the beginning of the year, everything was going great. Things were moving. The, the days were getting shorter. But then as the summer came along, it kind of kicked up a little bit, maybe added about another 10 or 20 days out on, on the water. Mm-hmm. But for us, we come in through Savannah. We come in through the East Coast. So it's a lot oh, okay. easier for us to to bring the products in. And then we move it over to Reno or we come directly to Reno through those ports. So not as congested, congested but uh, still there is the delay of everything. And to the future-wise, container prices are coming down, freight's coming down, but cotton's going back up. So yeah. it's like one or the other. We you think we're going to see
0: another price hike, or you think they're going to be balanced out for 23
1: uh, I think it's probably going to happen at the end of this year. Oh, uh, no. Uh, there was conversations when Gildan kicked theirs up. But uh, we try to hold out as long as we can for it. So, what do you
0: think we could see like a thirty single getting up to?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's going to be a everyone question. be in the fours or? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think those days. Uh, I, you you and I've been around for those container ninety nine cent t oh, I know. shirts back in the days. You know, but uh, we used to
0: call thirty singles expensive because they were like a dollar thirty whites, and we're yeah. like, that's crazy. <laughs> How am I going to make any money on a dollar thirty?
1: Yeah. Now it's like, we wish we had those days. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, I'm
0: seeing... I, you guys are ch- more competitive than like a Bella at the moment. Yeah. But they're hitting the fours already. You guys are... What are you at for a 30 yeah, single? Yeah, we're
1: about a 20 cents less or something. Yeah. So like 3 dollars it, it would be like the highest point of it all. So, yeah.
0: One thing I'd love to know, because I never get a clear answer from anyone in the industry, <laughs> is... What's going on with, uh, you know, everyone brags about like a wrap certification or how they're saving more water and they all seem to act as if the other brand isn't doing it. Mm. Are you seeing all of you kind of moving in the same direction together or are you seeing certain brands truly being like the great polluter as if, you know, that's kind of what's implied in the marketing is like. If you don't buy this blank, it's just wasteful.
1: Yeah, what are
0: you seeing with there?
1: Uh, I I feel like it's pretty level across the industry. I think Anvil did this many years back and kind of set that standard uh, Mm -hmm. that we have to be rap certified. And LAT has gone through rigorous uh, 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 testing to, to make sure that we are. Uh, We've never had any type of recalls. We've never had any type of problems in our 40 years of uh, history. So that's a positive. But uh, uh, comparing us versus another guy, I don't think the other guy is out there to pollute it any further than what's actually happening in the industry. Um, I don't think anybody goes way beyond the other guy either. So I feel like it's pretty pretty level.
0: So that. it's sort of marketing speak when people talk about yeah, being overly uh, eco-friendly, even though they're just using a cotton shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, coming out for us, too, we're focused on to more savings in, into plastics, into everything else that's out there, not just the water side of it. You yeah. Know? Um, I know bamboo has been a big thing that's popped up a little bit more, but...
0: Do you have, like, a, a Modal or a, or a recycled poly no. or anything yet?
1: No, not yet. Yeah, that's something that we're looking into. The yeah.
0: Modal feels great compared to, like, a Rayon. Really? I like that difference between... When you do a tri-blend with Modal instead of Rayon, that's a nice tri-blend. Yeah. But it destroys the pricing. Yeah. They're in the 5 $6 range. Oh, oh But man. it's nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're paying for what you want there, and that comfort level is... Is it? Yeah. That, yeah. So...
0: Being in print shops, it's one of those things where it's like I could have a great margin if I sold direct to retail at $20, but my customer can't sell at $20. Um, And so it's one of those things where it's like by the time I make a markup so that I have a margin as a print shop, then they mark it up. Heaven forbid they have to go to retail because they're maybe not e-com. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they have to give some store a margin. You end up with such garbage shirts getting released into the world, and they're being called 25 dollars. Yeah. Do you do you guys have like what's your most budget tee? Is it still a thirty single, or do you have something below that?
1: Um, so we're just uh, out the door with the, the sixty nine hundred one is our main uh, style that we're running out there, and. Uh, uh t- to be budget i don't think so we pr- we promote ourselves more as uh, premiums, premium mm-hmm. uh, just because of all the bells and whistles that we put into it and make sure that it's uh wrap certified and everything else along the lines there so
0: and you guys used to have a huge focus on like from baby to adult you could get matching colors is that yeah. still kind yeah. of the mo
1: yeah definitely we we try not to be the quote unquote reunion t-shirt But we do have the abilities to be able to outfit everybody from newborn all the way up to adult 6XL in certain colors of that, too, and in certain styles there, too. Um, We've now jumped into the fleece business, so we're seeing those doors open up wide, and now we're a four-season company, so... We're definitely expanding out into the market and finding more opportunities.
0: A four-season company means you're doing the hotel gift shops? What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I'm confused by a four-season.
1: That means throughout the whole year, we were just a t-shirt company. So that would have been just summertime, you know. And and now we're into the winter seasons, the fall seasons. We're able to uh, fill your needs of that, too, with really soft three-end fleece. That's really comfortable stuff. So,
0: Do you know what the uh, the difference is in uh, what's... What is it that's causing certain fleece to pill so aggressively and others to have a smooth face for two, three years? Do you know what it is about the fabrics that's causing that?
1: Um, that, I believe, goes to the very beginning structures of it. Ours is a third end and a cotton facing on the front of it. So it's smoother on there. So you're able to do more digital, you're able more, more DTG, more of those. But um, I think it starts at the beginning fabrics of that process
0: so that cotton face is kind of the key to it being smooth and losing the texture
1: yes definitely that that peeling that's going to come off and then uh uh, we also do a lot of relabeling so we do a bigger yoke on the back of it a bigger locker patch that you're able to to have a clearer image when you're doing the relabel
0: and one thing i noticed talking about relabeling is you guys do like a
1: another tag on it right Um, meaning the joker tag or yeah uh, yeah yeah Yeah, we'll always have that tag on the inside it can't leave our building without it saying where it's uh, produced at Um, but that joker tag will tell you all the instructions and be able to follow it back too. and that's the inside seam of it
0: right yeah Yeah. so it's hidden so if somebody just puts a logo and the size they're still within all the standards which not every
1: brand does yes correct yeah yeah. and we could do that out of reno we could do that out of georgia too so it's good for both sides of the faster to markets
0: and you guys aren't just direct right which distributors are you out of
1: all of them uh sandmar has uh the rabbit skins uh alpha Broder carries the majority of the line i'd say probably about 40 percent of our line uh, a little bit of it is drop shipped but then s&s is our greatest partner and they're probably at about 48 percent of our line hmm. and then we go into mission we go into a lot of other uh uh, uh Smaller discount or smaller distributors on the East Coast too.
0: Cool. Yeah, the, it feels like so many of the distributors have been eaten up. You yeah. mentioned working at TSC, and like it, it's all just they're all getting bought out. Yeah,
1: it seems like it's going to be a monopoly soon, right? At the very top, I <laughs> who's going to be standing? That's it's it.
0: SNS versus Alpha.
1: Sanmar seems to kind of do their own thing. Yeah, I feel like that's more corporate apparel. Yeah, um, SNS seems to be more of the fashion, and that's where Alpha and them two kind of jump in the divide of it all it's,
0: it's gonna be interesting to see it because I, I one thing that i heard locally was um one of the places we used to go to all the time in la when we were desperate was called pagoda mm-hmm. um and it was one of those places where it was like you know you walk in and you walk out with a shirt with a bag of shirts and they're like black plastic bags yeah, the
1: trash bag for right
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like what we learned though was that when all style got bought up by gildan uh, Gildan created a new policy where they were going to only sell to their true distributors. Yeah. So even though Pagoda, they were doing like ten million a year in sales, they were too small. Yeah. So they went not out of business purely because they were getting cut off by the actual distributors or by the actual manufacturers from even buying blanks anymore. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see like as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, what that'll do to like pl- price controls. And what will that do to buying direct or maybe never being allowed to buy direct from certain brands?
1: Yeah, it is interesting because in, in concepts of that, too, I'm seeing more pop out, not not in Los Angeles, but more into Arizona, more like people that want to become this distributor because in their eyes, they're saying, hey, I can't even get that from the distributors. Right. But I think they're running into the problem, like you're saying, okay, Gildan wants to service those top five guys. There, you know, How much le- is going to be left over for the younger or the smaller, newer people that are coming into the scene of it? So
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, it's kind of like, if you're not buying at least 10,000 units, don't call. Like, yeah. call call and ask, call yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree with that concept of it, too, yeah.
0: But you guys are selling direct at LAT. Oh, right? yeah. What warehouse, you said it's out of Reno and yeah. of... Yep. And so when you're doing the selling direct, are you matching like free shipping like a distributor or are you doing it because you have products that aren't in the distributors?
1: Um, We do not have a free freight program here at LAT. Um, What we do is encourage a lot of our clients to use their freight um, forwarders or or, uh, third party shipping. Yeah. Yeah. uh sorry. What was the second part of the question there? I
0: forgot. Oh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I I don't listen to myself. I just it just comes but, out. <laughs> but
1: uh, we we really are more of a brand ambassador here at LAT. We want people to purchase through our distributors. Uh, like yeah. I said uh, uh, Alpha and uh, SNS. That forty forty eight percent. That's a that's a big chunk of our support. So right. We, Push everybody to order there first. If you can't order there first, definitely come back to us then and see. Um, sometimes it'll be drop shipped from uh, uh, um, Alpha Broder or from Reno or however SNS works as well. So uh, I've seen I've seen it work both ways. If you're trying to get that free freight go through the distributor by all means just mm-hmm. help support our brand that's really all we ask is the support for the brand
0: yeah absolutely i one thing that i hear in the news all the time is that major companies like target uh at one point overcorrected and overbought. yeah um and then now they're either fire sailing or under buying for the upcoming quarter uh, now that we're at the end of the summer what did you see with uh, like total sales and also stock issues did did yeah. you feel like we had a strong summer or does it still feel kind of like a little bit like
1: post-pandemic like blah uh it feels like blah to be honest with you uh in, in my territory um southern california arizona utah nevada and hawaii and in every single part of these territory of this territory i have seen The same story happened. Very busy at the beginning of the part of the year, kind of slowed down in the May, June, July, and now it's picking back up again. And in researching through it all, I found out that a lot of the retail guys said, well, let's put a pause on this because we don't even know what's going to happen with inflation, with everything else that was in question. But now that things have kicked back into uh, school season, it seems like the purchasing is starting up again and moving in that direction. So if it continues, that'll be great. But yeah, we did hear that um, quite a few of our top accounts did do that bulk buy, and they're still trying to burn through a lot of that equipment or a lot of that uh, inventory. So yeah, we'll it, see where it goes.
0: It felt like there was a lot of fear. I talked to one of the equipment manufacturers, and they were saying coming out of reopening that people were buying like crazy. Maybe they had like some PPP money or whatever, mm-hmm. and the equipment was getting bought up. And then they saw a slowdown where it was like. People are like, oh wait, now we have recession fears. What are we going to do with all this equipment if we don't actually grow? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just wondering what the blanks.
1: But but I feel that market correction or whatever word you want to put to it is kind of in the rearview mirror. It's starting to pull away. We're starting mm-hmm. to see more sales coming back. Maybe everybody did burn through all that inventory, and now it's time to look look forward again and keep Does moving. It-
0: well I mean, fleece is barely starting, but yeah. are you seeing people looking strong at fleece going into, the, like, the even into the, the fall and winter season?
1: If, it feels like fleece is uh, an odd one so far because, to, like, to, to the point of earlier, you're saying, you know, well, now we're going to have to retail this at $45, $50. Who's going to pay yeah, right. $50 for a fleece when you can get, you know, 10 shirts for that or what have you? Uh, so... Uh, I feel like having a strong, soft fleece, a lot more people are moving to the softer feel of the fleece versus the itchy, scratchy, uh, price-driven ones. So so that has benefited us. But it might be a little bit too early for us to gauge that. Uh, We have seen some pretty nice orders roll through, but not to the point of where they were two years ago or three years ago
0: even. And how uh, deep do you think... How deep do you think stock will be going into the fall? Have you guys stocked up heavy, oh, yeah. as- assuming a big yeah. a big run?
1: Yeah. We, uh, the last two years, we've seen such a big increase that we've just kept going, and we were able to forecast it. We've had great financial backing behind us, where, where we haven't had those uh, in- inventory woes that a lot of other people did have. Uh, our, vend- or our, our manufacturers are great partners for over 10 years, so... We've had good relations in getting the products to the door. No no real issue. Now, uh, we're probably going to be out in a crazy color and one or two different sizes, whatever. We can't fill everything, obviously. But going forward into it, we're seeing better inventories into blacks and the basic collegiate colors, which seem to be moving the needle a bit more. Uh, the fleece is very deep with us, and so we've added youth into it now, so we're able to run the full-size range again in great great quality quantities too
0: what what price points are you guys hitting on the fleece
1: um I'd say we're probably 2 or $3, a little bit more than the basic uh, guys. Um, we're more of a is premium. That, is that $9? Is
0: that $11? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, it's about $12 and change, oh, okay. somewhere in there. So yeah. it's not not too far off.
0: So you're um, definitely under some of the more expensive ones. Oh, like yeah. Under yeah. an alternative,
1: under a Bella, under a... Yes. Yeah. I would say uh, good, better, best, we would be probably right there in the middle, a little bit higher. Uh, you know, being it's softer feel, it does say okay you can have this lower scratchy one or you can have mm-hmm. ours, or you can move up into the bigger guys that you mentioned there independence bellas and those guys and because of the cotton face are you getting good discharge results oh yeah yeah cool. definitely that that uh, one of my largest clients has uh, really loved it for that a- a- attribute too so have you been seeing any trends
0: that are I mean, for me, the biggest trend that seems completely undeniable now is DTF, and that Mm -hmm. seems to have come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And we we barely have gotten into it. And just by like posting about it, not even putting it on our website, the response has been like kind of huge. (laughs) And we're I'm kind of shocked by it. Have you been seeing kind of a new version of a market with really small sellers, but they're pushing DTF all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like both DTG and DTF are running in parallel for us in our market. Uh, the DTF seems to be the clients that have more store business, company mm-hmm. stores, and that really makes a lot more sense where you could apply that product into multiple, you know, wine bottles or flasks or T-shirt or backpack, everything down the line. Uh, but yeah, DTF has done very good for us. Uh, uh, and I think that it's going to continue to go that route too. I feel like it's uh, such a strong mover.
0: Yeah. I, have you been? What do you guys do when you get a like a, a like a garage printer or somebody who's heat pressing in an apartment? How do you service those types of clients so that you can kind of grow them? I mean, I you mentioned me eleven years ago, like leaving Quick Draw and then starting Shirt Agency. Mm-hmm. How do you guys kind of help grow that new generation in their 20s or whatever who's just starting out?
1: Our philosophy is more of relationship building, not transactional. We don't want to be the transactional company. So we see that as a great opportunity for becoming a resource to that client. Uh, You're new into the industry. I have ten years experience uh, you know our average employees about ten to fifteen years, so lean on us for whatever product knowledge you need if you need to find a source that uh, your sh- machines have broken down. come to me and we'll, we'll try to figure something out. On the flip of that we have programs where we're able to hold inventory we're able to block inventory, so some of these newer uh, um, labels we'll say have have leaned onto us for. Locking in inventory and hanging on to it so that they can then focus on what they got to do for the day-to-day and continue that route. And starting those relationships and continuing them have been a big push for us in a strong
0: market. Yeah, locking in the inventory is huge when the uh,
1: inventory runs out. (laughs) A lot of people are trying to find it hard now to forecast, though. In years past, it was very easy. Everybody understood that concept and... The inventory would be flowing easily, more more readily available. But now it's, it's becoming more difficult to forecast because mm-hmm. nobody knows inflation and where this is going and where that's going to go. So, are you locking in price when you lock in inventory? Yes. Or, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. So if I'm like, hey, I want this shirt for twelve months, and then you do a price hike six months from now, you'll hold the price uh, that far up? No, You're not doing yeah, a year. You're yeah, doing. We're not
1: doing that far out. We're doing about quarters. Yeah, about a quarter okay. maximum, to be honest. In there.
0: Yeah, so. and so what are the some of the new styles and colors and stuff that you guys are going to be offering?
1: Uh, we've come out with a very popular boxy tee that seems to be one of the biggest uh, movers for us, and then we have a high low fleece uh, that's uh, generated a lot more looks into it. We've changed our colors to be more pastels, more. We'll say resort fashion forwards colors and seeing a big move into that. Uh, we've had uh, stripes become very, very strong printed stripes, yeah. Printed stripes, like a rainbow kind of printed stripe on it. And it's, you guys had quite a few printed items, right? Yeah, that's the big mix. Uh, the big mix here. We started with the leopard prints, saw a large success in the camo, uh, then the vintage camo and the, the uh, smoke camo there. And now we're seeing reptile prints come out, which huh. has been... I feel like that's a hit and a miss. Uh, to me, it screams in, uh, affliction from many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that, brand? But it, it's good. I've seen a, a nice print of a Jurassic uh, a dinosaur on it. Oh, Jurassic yeah, you could see that. And, and that really took off well. But But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, that's... People are looking for some kind of texture, something on the yeah. back of it, something different other than a black t-shirt, and that's really where the mark has been. Do you guys have any special washes that you're doing right now? Not at this time. No. Okay. We uh, we're going to add in a, a mineral wash, but that didn't work out as as we had planned. So we kind of COVID put the brakes onto that concept.
0: If somebody had like a corporate client and had like a big. A big run can you help arrange uh either
1: like pfd blanks oh, or yeah. Yeah. yeah yep yep we have a custom uh we'll call it custom colors uh, uh um and we also have a cut and sew side of it too but again being able being in 160 days out 180 days out is are accurate. the custom colors 180 days out? or If it's one of our silhouettes, um, it's a little bit shorter time. But okay.
0: on average, yeah, it that far out now. Do you sell just straight PFDs so that they can arrange their
1: own dyeing? No, actually, what we, d- we have found is we'll do a relabel at the very early stages for these clients. Th- these are the guys that know what's coming six months from now. These are the guys that are forecasting. Right. These are the guys that are saying you know what, you guys just put it all together and then get it to me. And so we can even do container direct now where we're taking the container from our manufacturers direct to the client's door or even to Reno where, we're wa- where we will warehouse it and hold it there too. So That's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of different opportunities there. We try to maneuver that other vendors aren't, again, trying to be that relationship more than the transaction. With all your experience in the industry, is there a,
0: kind of a trend that you've seen where, uh, I mean, besides just having capital, right? Because obviously having capital is a great way to build a business. Yeah. But, <laughs> but is there something you've seen in successful owners besides having a bunch of capital um, where either they either they built relationships or they did something smart with marketing? That really helps people grow from, you know, a manual size shop to something, at least a few autos. Have you seen something consistent among those kind of owners?
1: Um, I don't know about consistency in that. It seems that everybody has their own niche. If it's the algorithms, if it's selling onto the social media market uh, a little bit more, the the e-commerce market seems to be, what kind of graphics are you dropping into there? So. Mm. It seems to be all over the board from my clientele.
0: Do you have a lot of customers that are brands that are printing their own
1: items, or do you normally sell to shops? Both, actually. To be honest with you, we're selling uh, direct to the um, uh, mom and mom and pops shop, and then also into a lot of the big uh, um, guys that are selling to Disney, to Walmart. No. And are those guys?
0: running their own production or are they just buyers?
1: Uh, they are running their own production. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So
0: are you seeing any retail brand managing their own production or are you seeing it kind of like it, they always end up having some
1: sort of big print shop behind it? Big print shop behind it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like a liquid or a... Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, on, no, you know, one of the big big guys yeah definitely interesting yep. well cool well thanks so much for your time I feel yeah, like it was exciting. good to see you I know <laughs> it's been a long time so it's great to be here thank you for having me and appreciate your time
0: yeah no problem if anyone wants to reach out to you specifically how would they get a hold of you
1: um, you could email me jdubois at latapparel.com or call my uh, phone 404-655-5640 or even just go to lat apparel.com and uh, find your local rep there at the very bottom and there's a little tab that says contact local rep so awesome well thanks yeah. so much yeah appreciate it have a great one
0: yep all right well thanks for listening everyone bye Ugh.